Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Saturday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, he ascended on high and took prisoners captive. He gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean, except that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers, to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the extent of the full stature of Christ, so that we may no longer be infants, tossed by waves and swept along by every wind of teaching arising from human trickery, from their cunning in the interests of deceitful scheming. Rather, living the truth in love, we should grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, with the proper functioning of each part, brings about the body's growth and builds itself up in love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. I rejoice because they said to me, we will go up to the house of the Lord. And now we have set foot within your gates, O Jerusalem. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Jerusalem built as a city with compact unity. To it, the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. According to the decree for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. In it are set up judgment seats, seats for the house of David. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Some people told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of their sacrifices. He said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinner than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen people who were killed when the tower at Siloam fell on them. Do you think that they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There was a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard, and when he came in search of fruit on it but found none, he said to the gardener, For three years now I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree, but I have found none. So cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to him in reply, Sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. An oft-quoted phrase from St. Paul is that it is our obligation as Christians to speak the truth in love. This verse is generally used to justify correcting another person who has strayed from the narrow path in some way. Ironically, the speaking part of the verse is emphasized way more than the loving part of the verse. The desire to correct often is justified by the assertion that one is doing it for the other person out of sincere affection, and that may or may not be true. In my experience, it's just a tough balance to achieve. So when I 
read today's first reading, I was a little thrown off because it says, rather, living the truth in love, we should grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. It seems that the translation we use at Mass, New American Bible, translate that verse as living rather than speaking the truth. We should live the truth in love rather than to speak the truth in love. So I frantically searched uh, through a bunch of other translations and found that almost all translate the Greek word there as speaking. But as I began to dig deeper, I realized that it wasn't all that clear. It wasn't all that easy to translate it directly. It seems like a fuller translation, perhaps not nearly as friendly to an English-speaking ear, is manifesting the truth in love or being the truth in love. So it would read, uh, being the truth in love, we should grow in every way into him who is the head. Or manifesting the truth in love, we should grow every way into him who is the head. It's not so much about the spoken word, but about the entirety of the speaker's being. Keep in mind the context of the reading. Paul is teaching us about the need for growing into the mature body of Christ, each person living out his or her vocation authentically within the church, striving for unity, peace, and spiritual health in the body with Christ as the head. Seeking that perfection or fullness, then, requires the sanctification of each member of the body. Does that at times mean that some members should encourage other members to live out their individual vocations more fully? Sure. But that shouldn't be done without those same encouraging body parts living out their vocations fully or perfectly as well. In modern parlance, you and I have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. We shouldn't be so quick to criticize another without being sure that we're living out the truth ourselves. So right now, I'm just doing my part to keep you humble while trying to remember to be humble myself. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day. 